This podcast is for those of you who want to start or grow your business. You inhale everything you can about improving your mindset and may even have the action plan, but what's getting in your way every time? It's those damn human emotions. I'm Jessica Lee McKinley, life coach for millennial entrepreneurs and your host of the What's Happening podcast. Hi, Hapsters. How have you been? It feels like it's been forever, probably because last week I you got to hear Carla's episode, which was actually something we recorded over a year ago now. Um, and so I hope you really enjoyed that because I enjoyed listening back to it and actually had my call with her this morning and just it was it was like a whirlwind to think about how much my clients change over the course of the time that we work together and for most people that looks like six months to a year but in Carla's case we've been working together for years and it is just so so fun so all of that um said I was thinking about my hapster of the week and of course couldn't think of a better hapster to shout out than Carla herself so let's give you a little more info about her Carla Pettit, she is the owner of Garden of Eden, Colorado, and a florist there um, where she runs her business and her shop and her wedding flower industries, as well as she creates floral enchantments. You guys, I don't think you've ever quite met a florist like Carla. She creates things that are otherworldly, not just installations, but uh, wearable flower (laughs) flowers and including jewelry and um you know other pieces that you can have in your home and it's just she's an artist and it's an experience and uh I wanted to shout her out for so many reasons I don't even know where to begin number one she is so such an exemplar (laughs) exemplary student when it comes to scheduling obviously which is why i featured her in our interview and that conversation last week's episode um but today as i was reflecting on that episode and then talking to her today and looking at her schedule for this upcoming week and couple of weeks we've just really gotten so so advanced in the types of conversations that we're having and um you know what types of things she's capable of working on in her brain as we're doing the scheduling um, that you know is not possible when you're just starting out so it's really I just wanted to give this shout out as an example of what's possible for you guys who are just starting out I mean Carla when we first started out she struggled at every you know she talked about on the episode but every month every week she would in the beginning beat herself up because she couldn't get it all done she just never thought it was all gonna fit but if you stick with it if you're just the type of person that hapsters are that just don't quit and don't give up and continue to collect those failures and make tiny tweaks over and over again the possibilities are really really um, incredible to imagine so yeah the amount of work that she is able to churn out is so fun that she just hired someone who's worked in the industry for a while and came and this woman was so blown away by the amount of work that Carla gets done on her own and with just one other staff member usually with their her in the shop and 
I remember when Carla first started and bought her shop and we were working together, she didn't have any staff. And slowly but surely through this organization, the work we've done together, she has hired not one, not two, not three, but she's about to hire her fourth or fifth employee. Um, And it's just been so fun to watch. And it feels like just the natural next step. But for those of you who are getting this highlight reel, just know that um, it, it takes some time. It just takes practice of the way that you're thinking. Um, so shout out to you, Carla, for hiring yet another employee and also for booking and enjoying your vacations. We talk about this. One of the policies in uh, in scheduling is fun first and that you make sure that you're scheduling the things that fill you up and that fuel you uh, for your personal life in there first. Otherwise, they're never going to get on your calendar and honoring that. And, and Carla does and she's going to Puerto Rico this week and shutting down the shop for a whole week because she makes the rules, right? And we set these rules in advance and um you know she's so prepared she's not stressed to go on vacation even though she's got a big business and wedding season coming up and prom and all of these things and she's just she's she's ready for it all and i'm so proud of you carla okay she's hit her impossible goal early last year and then again is kind of um you know on track this year and she's doing it because she's staying uncomfortable i challenge her because i know i can because she is willing to be uncomfortable all of the time so i can't say enough of how proud i am of you carla um but before we dive in i just i needed to give a major shout out i seriously tear up sometimes when i think about who you are today versus who you were when we first um connected in this capacity after college and and i'm just so proud of you all right you guys let's dive in okay so we're gonna be talking about policies today and obviously you've heard of this word before, but it's a hapster term. And so therefore it has a hapster definition. So I'm going to explain to you this definition of what I consider a policy and how we're going to break it down for you exactly of how we create them for all of my clients. There's four components to creating a, uh, a policy and this is really something that you can take and put into a book of your own. You should really walk around with your policies with you. <laughs> or these policies should be so frequently looked at and frequently reminded. Uh, you should be reminding yourself of these policies that you pretty much have them memorized, right? I know what my policies are and I don't have to be looking at them all of the time because I... I repeat them to myself and my newer ones. Yes, I look at more often. So here is the definition of a uh, hapster definition of policies. A policy is a neutral thought about a previously experienced circumstance that is written down. It's designed to advise you on how to take neutral action going forward. Okay, I'm going to repeat that one more time. A policy is a neutral thought about a previously experienced circumstance that's written down. It's designed to advise you on how to take neutral action going forward. Policies like boundaries are for us. And I want to just say this right off the bat because I think a lot of you guys are like, oh, great policies. Perfect. I need policies for my staff or I need a policy for my, um, you know, my significant other. I need policies when it comes to my mother-in-law, right? Um, these policies are 
for us and not for other people. So I just wanted to make that really clear. Okay, the point is not to give you an opportunity to beat yourself up. That's the other thing I really want to mention, okay? A policy is not for us to look back on something that we did that we didn't like and, you know, say we should have done better and beat ourselves up and shame ourselves. Nope, this is a future thinking Uh, process and it's always about what we are going to do next time or what we're going to do going forward Um, but of course it's triggered by uh, a problem or something that comes up more than once okay so here are the four components that I want to cover that kind of make up a policy so number one it needs to be neutral we want to get the facts first right so Um, For example, let's say that you have a problem where a family member is giving you is giving you some advice on your business. Right. And you're like, okay, like, no, thank you. And you start to feel really resentful. Resentment is definitely an emotion that is a red flag. Okay, I think there needs to be a policy because when I'm feeling resentful of someone, it's usually a sign that I'm thinking a thought that they're making me feel something. That is actually impossible, right? It means that I'm getting confused and I have this thought that I'm trapped and they're, they need to act differently in order for me to feel a certain way. Nope. It just means time for a policy, right? Okay. So it needs to be neutral. We want to get the facts. Like I said, the, um, when I, as an example, when I receive business advice from my family, not when my family sticks their nose in my business, <laughs> that's not very neutral. It's uh sounds pretty negative. It's really important for it to be neutral because otherwise it is going to uh, be triggering. And anytime they do that, you're going to resort back to your old thinking. And it's going to be very difficult for you to not try and enforce the policy on them and not on you okay so a neutral you have to remind yourself of what is the neutral circumstance that's going on right i'm receiving or i'm receiving business advice from my family neutral facts okay two about a, a previously experienced circumstance right so the, it can't just be Uh, about anything right I mean that's not true you can start a policy list just in general but I advise you to start your policies based on firm experiences or circumstances that you've experienced up until this point because the more general and vague they are um, the more difficult it is going to be for you to stay neutral because there's all sorts of different flavors of how you might show up if your, um, you know, your dad was giving you business advice versus if a stranger was giving you business advice, you might handle those things slightly different. It would be a slightly different policy. So when you have a, an real circumstance from your past, it's a perfect opportunity for you to create a policy. All right. Um, so step one needs to be neutral. Step two, we want it to be about a previously experienced circumstance, right? So this is the only time your past comes up. And then three, that it is written down. So this is not just, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. We want it in one place, all of your policies. So a lot of my clients, they keep them in our happening sessions, coach portal. Um, but 
you can decide where to keep it. Some of mine, um, you know, my clients that have shops or that have staff, they create a policies book for their staff or for themselves. And then they will reprint them out whenever they add a new one and they'll make it available so that their staff kind of knows their policies. I think that this can be a beautiful idea. Um, we're going to talk about that later about how you can apply them and whether or not other people need to know about them. Um, but for right now, just decide where you want your policies to live, whether it's in a book or in the notes section of your phone or wherever it works for you. When it lives in our brain, like I said, it's too vague. It can be a little more negative than we think, right? If, if when you're just thinking, uh, without writing it down, you're not so conscious maybe about the phrasing of it. So instead of, <laughs> if you had just said like, my family's giving me unsolicited, terrible advice and I'm just not taking it right unsolicited and terrible make that not a neutral fact right it's just your thoughts that are clouding it and also some of it can be blamey you can feel like the victim of your circumstances which is never the case when it's a neutral circumstance okay so and also if it's not written down you can't always see your role in what's going on. And that's what a policy is for, right? It's to define your role and how you're going to show up to create your own feelings, actions, and results. All right. And number four, the final component is plan your plan for a neutral action going forward, right? So it's actually creating the plan going forward. Policies, like I mentioned, are for our future, not the opportunity to shame, okay? We couldn't have done better before because we didn't have this policy in place yet. Your past was perfect. Now let's, I'm going to do an example because I feel like policies without examples just make no sense. So we're going to use the example from before, but we're going to dive in. So the circumstance is your family member gives unsolicited unsolicited business advice or just business advice um, without you asking for it. The thought you might have is mind your beeswax or you don't, you don't even know what you're talking about or I didn't ask for your opinion. Okay. These are thoughts and not facts, right? You don't know what you're talking about, right? I mean, again, they know what they are talking about, but they might not be saying facts. So we just want to make sure that we clean it all up and we look at our thoughts and we do a model on this so that we can kind of see where we stand. So technically the thought, like I didn't ask for your opinion is technically could also be a circumstance if you did not ask for their opinion, but notice if that thought feels negative it's because it's loaded so we just want to like notice any phrasing that's making us feel a negative emotion or non-neutral and then we just rephrase it so for some people they would just say like oh we didn't ask for their opinion and feel totally neutral then that's fine to go in the thought line but if you say like i didn't ask for your opinion and then you feel like you know annoyed or irritated then you know maybe we want to rephrase it but we look at it first so those thoughts make me feel resentful, make me feel irritated or even attacked. And policies free you up from the trap of needing other people to change. This is the beauty of it, you guys, because what my clients tell me all the time is that, yeah, if only my mom or whoever, my client said it this way or didn't 
call me at this time or didn't advise me of this? Like, shouldn't they know that they shouldn't say this to me or do this thing, right? We feel trapped because we feel like, oh, like they're making me feel this way or do this thing. No, policies will stop the blame game in its tracks because your feeling of feeling attacked is based on some victim thoughts that we just want to look at, okay? So your actions when you're feeling attacked, though, are to defend yourself, maybe to snap. And by you, I mean me, right? I'm using a real life example. (laughs) To defend myself, to snap, to end the conversation, definitely not to not listen to any of the things that they're saying and to not receive it. And then the result I create from taking that action is that I don't know what they're talking about. My thought was, you don't know what you're talking about. And then the result that I create when I'm feeling resentful and attacked, and then I start defending myself and snapping and sounding like a crazy person, kind of, is that I don't even know what they're talking about. So I'm being a hypocrite. And that's just kind of how the model shows us that our results always are a reflection of what our thoughts are. We end up doing the very thing that we are judging another person for doing. (laughs) So we want to watch out for that. But like I said, when I'm feeling attacked because I'm attacking myself with my thoughts, not because, you know, my dad or someone in my family is giving me business advice that I didn't ask for. I can't receive anything useful or productive. Instead, my thinking is that they should change and then I'll be able to feel better. Now let's create a policy for this exact situation. This, Let's say this situation happens to you all the time. Perfect. You can just use this right here. Step one, right? We get the neutral facts. So my family members will sometimes give me business advice. Fine. That's pretty neutral, right? Sometimes my family members give me business advice. When they do... I choose to receive and apply only that which serves me. Again, it that is, I'm writing it down. It's about the previously experienced circumstance and it is my plan for neutral action going forward. I'm going to choose to receive and apply only that which serves me. Everything else I'm going to dismiss with love and gratitude for them, myself, and my business. Okay, that is my policy that I created when I found that people were often giving me their opinion when I didn't really want to receive it. Now, a lot of people will tell me, okay, perfect, I have this policy. Now I'm going to tell my family, okay, I have a policy that like I'm only going to take the business advice that I want, so don't be offended, and I just want to let you know. Just notice when you're trying to still control the other person and you're hoping that by setting this policy, they will act differently. Now, you have some options here for applying the policy. You can tell them. And if it is a staff member or an employee, that is the one situation in which I do often think that's, that a having a policy in place that they know about is important. Other than that, situation or maybe for a, a policy or a situation with a um, a colleague or someone who you're on the same level of, I don't think that you necessarily ideally are serving yourself by needing to share the, the policy. Ideally, you don't have to invo- involve the other person at all, but this will require a little more mind management, okay? Which 
makes sense because policies work best when coupled with coaching or self-coaching, all right? It's because your brain is still probably going to have some thoughts pop up each time that might be new and might need a little bit of readjusting to get from negative to neutral, which is why it helps so much to do models or to write them down or to come to a coaching session and for the coach to reflect back to you kind of the thought error that you're having. Okay. Um, enforcing them though, your policies, even once they're written down requires you to have your own back. You need to be like, I got me. Okay. I made this decision. This decision is from love and respect. It's for me. It's for you. It's for everyone. It's amazing. This has been decided. Close the door on it. Okay. Once a policy is written, it is written in stone. All right. And I wanted to give you one final example. Um, Just to drive the point home, this was a policy that we created that made me realize that policies needed to be something that every one of my clients created with, again, the hapster of the week, Carla. She owned a shop and she, uh, she owns her shop. And before she had any policies, she was just donating all the time. She's a beautiful, generous human being that loved to donate. But what was happening is certain, uh, you know, people were walking in certain charities or anyone would walk in any given day and just ask her for donations for the business. And the problem was that she was donating emotionally. She was either going over budget or saying no and then feeling terrible, feeling guilty, right? Also, because she didn't have a policy, sometimes she ended up just saying yes to whatever kind of donation they were requesting, including some types that didn't really make sense, like a cash donation versus a gift card to her shop, which makes a little bit more sense for her. And then eventually, even after we created this policy, um, the problem she was running into was that she was still deciding, okay, we decided how much money do you want? The policy was um, going forward. I'm going to set a budget of, you know, I forget what we decided, but let's say it was a thousand dollars for the whole year that she was going to donate. And people would come in and then she was donating it all by like April. And so we said, you know what? Actually, what if we just decided that you were going to divide it up quarterly and quarterly, you had a budget of $250 to donate. Um, and your policy was also to be only in gift cards or, um, a specific product that made sense for her that she could decide on the spot. And then when the quarterly budget was met, and someone came in, she felt had no emotions. She could feel totally neutral saying, oh, our our budget, our donation budget has already been allocated this quarter. But if you come back in July, we'll, we would love to, um, to donate to your organization. And she was able to feel amazing and neutral about it because she had decided all, made all of the decisions in advance that made sense for her. She wasn't doing it out of resentment. Like I said, a policy is always needed when you find yourself resenting a person or circumstance, especially if they're the Boy Scouts, (laughs) for making you feel or do or making you be a certain way. No one can create your feelings or your actions or your results but you. So use policies to decide what you want to create in your life and in your business and share it with me share it on instagram if you have a 
created a book of policies, I want to see it. I want you to tag me on Instagram at what's happening WJS and show me your book of policies or tell me about a policy that you've implemented. And if you're not really sure if it is neutral enough or you're having any trouble with it, please uh, email me at Jessica at what's happening.com. And I'd love to uh, resend it back to you or just hear about what this has helped you accomplish. And if you love the idea of this and you just want to be applying the things that we talk about in this podcast more regularly, you gotta get in happening sessions or in one-on-one coaching. So again, go to what's happening.com or uh, connect with me via email or Instagram and get on the path that is going to serve you. All right, my friends have an awesome, awesome weekend.